This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This is the besotted Pride of West London podcast and I'm Billy Grant here and I'm actually recording this podcast at the airport. As you know if you've listened to the previous podcast on Pride of West London after the Wales game I came home from Qatar back to London. I had to, uh, I had to look after the Panthers. The Barnet Panthers had a cup game at the weekend as well which I coached which we won as well. Came back from 2-1 down at half time to win 5-2 and also I hung out with the family for a week as well and I watched the game the Senegal game with my daughter which was wonderful because she's not very happy that I've actually gone off to Qatar by myself and I haven't taken her. Anyway, I was keeping my fingers crossed that England win as I booked a flight back over six months ago to see England in the quarterfinals, fingers crossed, and they're there after a stunning win against Senegal. Um, the last podcast we dropped was after the Wales game and the England fans were gearing themselves up for the Senegal match there. The podcast actually reflects on the fans' feelings before the match and also their thoughts after the game. Again, you'll catch that on PradaWest.London. But on this podcast... What have we got going on on this podcast? We're going to hear from Kirsty Payne and Andy. Uh, they're both on the radio and they're live and direct from the stadium before the Senegal match as well. Then after the game, we go over to actors Ralph Brown and Jenny Jules. They're England fans who actually decided to watch the game at a bar in Senegal. We've also got Spanish Dave, Mark and Reg all giving us the post-match lowdown from the Brazil versus South Korea pre-match party in Qatar. I also checked to Darren from a pub in London straight after the Senegal game. But first of all, let's check out what myself and Kirsty said on BBC Radio 4 on the morning of the Senegal game. Let us take you to the football to look back on last night and to look ahead because England have a battle against France to come this Saturday now that they are through to the quarterfinals. Last night's 3-0 win was witnessed by Kirsty Payne, an England fan who was in Qatar and was at the match last night. And we're also joined by another England fan, Billy Grant, who watched here but has been in Qatar and is hoping to get back there. Morning to you both. Morning. Good morning. Kirsty, brilliant that you were able to see it last night. What was the atmosphere like in the stadium? It was absolutely electric, as you can imagine. Uh, there was a tense, tense 20 minutes or so, half an hour, at the beginning of the game. And I have to say, after the second goal went in, it's one of the most relaxing England games in the World <laughs> Cup I've ever been to. <laughs> Are you going to be able to stay? Are you hoping to get to the France game? I'm really hoping to. I have a lovely friend, Sarah, who has but to manage things at home, logistical issues with mothers and dogs and things. So I'm 
hoping uh, to be able to stay on and we will start, well, we have started to hunt the ticket. Okay. Uh, yeah. And how difficult do you think that's going to be? How, how does it work? Is it all very, you know, organised and official or are there ticket touts? No. Uh, to be fair, in this World Cup, it's all been very organised and official. And I think uh, the introduction of digital tickets has, um, has made a difference to that. There's no real physical tickets. Uh, apart from some of the local people have physical tickets. But we're logging on to the FIFA website. Um, there's a, re- a really good resale site where people put their tickets back in. So we're on there constantly. Keep looking, keep looking. It might be right down to the wire. It might be on the day. Who knows? Mm. But we're going to do our very, very best. And Billy, you're hoping to get back to Qatar for this game? I'm not hoping. I, I didn't. I was touching wood here now, actually, because I didn't want to say when I spoke to you yesterday that I actually already had a flight booked. So I booked my flight about six months ago uh, to go back to Qatar. And uh, yes, so I'm, I'm actually flying back on Wednesday uh, to go back there as well. Ironically, actually, because I spoke to Kirsty yesterday because uh, I, I do the Besotted podcast, which is Pride of West dot London as well. And we did a sort of changing rooms moment where Kirsty was in London, I was in Qatar, and then she's come over to Qatar, I was in London. So I actually interviewed her in London, being in Qatar, pre-match for the podcast there which is which is wicked listen to that as well so it's quite funny hearing Kirsty on the other end of the line but yeah I I came home for a week because I coached a team called Barnet Panthers as well so I coached about the weekend and then I went to see the family and I made the gamble because I thought tell you something England I believe are a next level up and I thought that if I watch the group games, because the group games are always the best games. I had a great two weeks in Qatar, had two weeks out there as well. And I thought, let me fly home. I'm quite happy to miss the 16s game because I believe that they should win that. And then I can come back for the quarters and stay all the way to the end. So it was a bit of a gamble, but it looks like it's a gamble that's paid off. So I was sitting okay. there watching the game in the cold while Kirsty was watching it in the warm yesterday. OK, I love the optimism all the way to the end. I hope you're right. Billy Grant, Kirsty Payne, thank you both very much. So the tension is building. Fans have been making their way down to the stadium. The advice is to get to the ground early, as it takes forever to get into the ground. Kirsty and Andy gave us the lowdown from outside the stadium. Hi, Billy. It's Andy and Kirsty here, uh, direct from the Albait Stadium in uh, Qatar. Uh, we're here about about an hour before the kickoff, the big kickoff tonight with Senegal. I have to say, the atmosphere is incredibly strange. There are many, many, many England shirts here. Um, but in terms of England fans who've travelled from, from England or the UK, not so convinced, to be honest. Uh, not a lot of, um, you know, songs and that just yet. But we'll see what happens. It's, it's a very, very nice family atmosphere and, and all that kind of stuff. So anyway, over to Kirsty. Let's just hope we win tonight. But over to Kirsty. Hi, Billy. Here we are outside the stadium. We're about to go in. Um, very, very nervous, as always, before a big game like this. Uh, all we can do is hope for the best and please play your heart out for us, boys. See you on the other side, Billy. Cheers. The match is over. England have cruised it 3-0. Celebrations all around. We always have fans in the thick of the action. No more so than actors Ralph and Jenny, who decided to jet off and watch the World Cup in Senegal, as you do. Unbeknown to them at the time that England would actually be playing Senegal. They had a wonderful time by all accounts. But anyway, let's listen to what Ralph and Jenny had to say in a bar in Senegal. Uh, This is Ralph. I'm here with Jenny in downtown Dakar, where we've just watched England beat Senegal 3-0 and we are in Le Viking 
if I've mispronounced that wrong, Salma will tell me. I'm with Salma, who runs the place. Um, hi, Salma. Hi. How was your evening today uh, in the World Cup? I, 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 I'm not, not happy, but for Senegal, uh, I don't know. Je français. Un yeah, and I'll translate. Oui, uh, uh, je suis pas Senegal a perdu, je suis Sénégalaise. Mais je félicite beaucoup l'équipe euh, anglaise. Ils ont bien joué comme les Sénégalais. Mais on n'a pas eu la chance comme les Anglais. C'est dommage. C'est dommage. C'est vraiment dommage. Mais félicitations aux Anglais quand même. Thank you. Parce que, euh, Congratulations to England. Thank you very much. Okay, thank you. Thank you, madam. So, uh, my rudimentary French tells me that she said she was very unhappy that uh, Senegal lost today. She's a big fan of Senegal, obviously, but she also said that she thought England played very well and that she um, has always enjoyed English culture um, and English people when they come here to watch sport in her bar in Dakar. We were the only two English people in this bar tonight that was absolutely rammed full of mainly French people, mainly white French people, but there were also some Senegalese too, all the bar staff and their friends as well. And the deafening silence when Henderson scored the first goal was only broken by my wife Jenny leaping to her feet and screaming at the top of her voice, as did I. Uh, and I then, I then offered cheers to everybody in the pub and they all graciously acknowledged with one exception uh, who said he was supporting Senegal I said yes well everyone in here is supporting Senegal but uh, anyway we, we we celebrated the second goal with equal enthusiasm and the third goal we just clapped because by then it was starting to look like it might be embarrassing for Senegal in the end it wasn't I think they were tired um, they were certainly outplayed England looked very very good going forward and they and we killed the game really in the second half after the third goal and didn't didn't keep didn't keep chasing it. So France on Saturday. What do you reckon, Jenny? Absolutely. That's gonna be a harder game. Have France played a decent team yet in this tournament? We don't know. I thought today against Senegal we would have a game. But um I was really disappointed that Senegal didn't come for us, as it were. Um, I wanted it to be much more competitive, I wanted there to be much more passion, I wanted them to leave everything on the field, but I understand there's no Sadio Mane, there's no Piate, there's no Ghana Gay, and I think that they would have made a difference to this team. Absolutely, absolutely. And we were both in the fan park uh, back last Tuesday, uh, which is on the beach, uh, on the Corniche, on the, on the west side of of Dakar facing the Atlantic with the Atlantic breakers pounding in on the rocks behind the big screen and thousands of white butterflies flying across the screen making it <coughs> excuse me very difficult to see the ball sometimes um, and I guess 5,000 Senegalese and once again a couple of English Jenny and I really enjoyed that it was electric the atmosphere against Ecuador and uh, they outplayed Ecuador and were very physical and very uh, organized and, and uh, Ecuador who are a very good side couldn't really cope with Senegal so we thought we'd be in for a game today um, I think we coped very well with, with what Senegal had to offer and they didn't really cope very well with what we had to offer um, going forward so lots of love from Dakar uh, shame that Senegal are out we didn't want to, to be playing them at this point we wanted both teams to be 
moving forward because we're here uh, in Senegal to watch the World Cup because we didn't fancy Qatar. Jenny and I have been to the last seven World Cups together and uh, yeah, I think we just wanted a break from, uh, from World Cupism and we fancied coming here because they're a football mad nation and we thought we'd follow the World Cup from here. It's been amazing, uh, but a bit of a sad night uh, for us. Uh, mixed blessings, obviously. Uh, very happy England have got through um, and we've got to deal with Mbappe now. Yep, yeah, that will be difficult. Um, we had a, yeah, everyone was very gracious in this pub tonight in the Viking, except this one German person who just said, effing England. And Ralph mm. and I decided not to rise to the bait nah. because clearly he was a sore loser. Yeah, yeah. He said, I, everyone else said cheers. He went, no cheers, no cheers. So, no cheers. There you go. Billy, God bless, mate. Hope you're enjoying Qatar. Lots of love from Ralph and Jenny. Love you. Miss here you. Here in Dakar. Yep. Senegal. Come on, the England. Come on, England. Back in Qatar, the crew have now had a few days off and they're basking in the knowledge that they can relax and really enjoy the next few days watching other matches, knowing England had reached the next round. We catch up with them at the Brazil versus South Korea pre-match party. And that's Spanish Dave. That's Reg. And that's Mark. Looking ahead to the France game, maybe before we go back about the game last night. What you're saying, Mark, is you're worrying about the two wingers for France, Mbappe and Dembele, and how they how we're going to cope with them. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you can't help feeling that if if we can win the midfield battle, then obviously you fancy our chances. We're looking good going forward. If they start camping in our half of the pitch and if we can't win that midfield battle, then how do we cope with Dembele and Mbappe in the wide areas? And you, that sense that we're a little bit slow at the back, they've got pace, trickery, it could get messy if we let them get on top and spend too much time in that part of the pitch. But like we were saying just before, I mean, there is this sense that he's been training the team over the last couple of games, really. When you look back on it now, and the fact that our fullbacks are not charging forward too much, and we're being patient, we're sitting back, and it, it's almost like he's trying to get used to, used to the fact that in the game against France, we can't do that. We've got to keep our shape at the back, we've got to be quick and decisive when we go forward, and we can't leave holes for Dembele and Mbappe to take advantage if we push too far with the pitch. It's, it's, become, it's become an effective way for England to play, and like you said, learning from past possible mistakes so the last two big games we've had at tournaments the, the Euros final and then the uh, Wembley and then the, uh, the Russia semi-final getting an early goal which is great but we, we're not able to hold on because we don't we, we can't play like that but now like you're saying holding on uh, slowly building and not going gung-ho getting an early goal but slowly building and then it's not very inspirational football and last night at some point about 40 minutes in people were getting a bit irritated in the crowd but then all of a sudden a quick change of pace and before you know it we're 2-0 up yeah and, and that, that seems, to be, seems to be becoming our trademark to a certain extent especially in the last three games you know even against USA like we, we were um, you know, they, they were slightly better at defending against us and, and we, we didn't really get into the game but we were we did control the game well yeah and it it's that sense of patience, isn't it? I mean, again, there was a bit of booing after the USA game and at, at half-time, I think, after the Wales game, which was a bit frustrating after the first half of the Wales game. But 
there's that sense that we're learning that we have to be patient we don't want to waste too much energy when we don't have to and it doesn't matter too much you know if you draw nil nil against usa and you've won your first game and you qualify so be it it doesn't matter the key thing is this is a tournament and there's a real sense of experience and professionalism about it i mean you're building momentum aren't you all the time at a tournament yeah and and also if, if you think about it logically as, as fans we want to see loads of goals we want to see exciting play for 90 minutes but the more you put that energy into the first three four five games where you don't have to the more you're going to tire when you come up against the proper really difficult games like let's say france spain brazil if we got all the way you're going to be knackered after playing those three teams just on their own exactly and it, and it is still warm out here you know even even at night the, the late kickoff it's a lot cooler than during the day but it's you're still you're still uh, 20 odd degrees 24 25 for a, to, to run around for 90 minutes as an english player englishman who plays in the premier league it's not uh it's not what we're used to no conserving that energy early on in the tournament will hopefully bode well as the tournament goes goes on yeah and, and you know what i mean okay we aren't exciting people for 90 minutes but when we get going and we go forward we are incredibly entertaining and incredibly good in the passing play i mean some of the goals last night fantastic movement yeah. fantastic play and really quick really decisive yeah. good goals yeah, yeah. and it's just in spurts, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, which is you know, which is which is fine. Three goals. Would, would we have take? Would we expect to score three goals last night against Senegal? It's interesting because when I was interviewed by the local TVs out here, I predicted two-one because I've had that cautiousness because of the things that you're saying, and we are probably pacing it a bit. You know, people might be thinking that they're getting a bit frustrated during the game. But you know what? The tactic works, the tactic works. And at this point in the proceedings, we've got to win or we're going home. And that's, there's no argument about that. And I think we need to sharpen defence maybe a little bit more against France. Because I think they could rip us apart if we're not careful. Would you agree with that? I agree, but uh, they, got, you know, they, they do need to get the ball of us. And at the moment, we, we're holding the ball well. You know, again, it's not inspirational football moving it left to right against along the back four, back five. But Spain do it. You know, not always successfully Spain do it, but they, you know they keep hold of the ball really well. You know, they, you create, you know, create something slowly. You know, the other team can't play without the ball. Yeah, yeah, and I, I can't help feeling as well that sometimes need to be appreciative of what we're seeing i mean yes. you know with i would guess we're the top goal scorers at this tournament now i mean we've scored 12 goals in four games is it i can't i mean i don't really look to the tables but i can't think of anyone else who's done that so you know what what more do the team need to do to make the fans happy we've conceded two goals we've only conceded in one of the games yeah, yeah. and we scored 12. yeah we lost the game yeah you know just because we haven't entertained like Brazil did in that game where Richarlison scored the overhead kick and whatever else. But even they've not been spectacular and sparkling in the other two games. It'd be interesting, you know, as we sit here at the Brazil Fan Fest party, when, yeah. you know, with all the Brazilians around, it'd be interesting to see how they go today. Yeah, what their, what their sort of 
expectations of a, a their team, you know, do they want to be excited, entertained, or do they just want to get to the quarterfinal? I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure right now they'll be happy with just a one 0 win and go through into the next round. You know, because that's where they want to be. They want to keep winning and going through like we do. Yeah. You know? and obviously, they're, they're, obviously they're, they're love for their team to be playing the samba football of old, but they also, from recent years, how they've lost some big games in, in the World Cups and that. They're probably thinking that. We just want to get through now. Yeah, and and the few the few locals that we've spoken to since last night and today, I mean, it's only a couple of people, only a handful of people, but people are just going, oh, you look good, you look good, England look good, yeah. good performance. So, you know, maybe, maybe as fans, we're, we're always expecting that. We, we want to be a, a team that everyone's talking about for the exciting, attacking, entertaining football. But actually, it's about winning a tournament and being effective. And the Germans never worried about what people said about them, did they? No, I mean, not at all. And we spoke about Greece earlier this morning at breakfast, how they won that Euros. You know, 1-0 here, 1-0 there. And, you know, almost like scraping through games. But their name's on that trophy yeah. at the end of the day. And the, the Greeks, you won't get the Greeks moaning about winning uh, winning the Euros. They, they know they're champions. Yeah, absolutely. Or were champions, sorry, you know. History's, yeah. History shows that their name's on the cup. Yeah. I, there's definitely a sense of you, you've got to learn how to win tournaments and for yeah. God knows how many years we haven't been able to learn how to do that. And, and unfortunately we know that well from following the team away here, there and everywhere that uh, we, we, we uh, it's very rare we're still in at this point. Yeah, and you know, quarter-final, semi-final, final in the last three tournaments, it's becoming expectation. Yeah, it's, it's becoming a nice problem to have, isn't yeah, it? As to so. How we go about getting to these parts of a tournament. Yeah. And it, it's something in God knows how many years before that just wasn't even a concern for us, was it? It's, no, we, we've talked about it many a time how you know we, we've turned up in Brazil or we've turned up in South Africa and we're cutting the games in and we're already out and it's like most, we're going home and you haven't even experienced the World Cup yet. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Another week of the sunshine. Yeah. Meanwhile, back in freezing London, I spoke to Darren straight after the Senegal match to get thoughts from back at home. Vibes tonight as well. So England are through to the quarterfinals of the World Cup. We've been watching it. We've got characters all over the world been watching it. Characters watching it in Qatar. Characters watching it in Senegal. We've been watching this in the UK. I'll come back for a few days. 
I didn't really want to talk too much about it because I didn't want to jinx it, but it's touching wood now. But now that it's all good now, as you know, I'm going to be going back in a few days back to Qatar to go and watch England in the semi-final against France. But listen, I'll be watching this game with my man Darren in the house, North London style E, as they say. And um, again, I'm going to say this, this game was never in doubt, though, was it? Um, or was it? I don't know. I think, you know, the, init- the, the, the first sort of like 10 minutes or so, I think Senegal actually started quite strong. And um, it wasn't necessarily a done deal. Let's put it that way. But then I think England started feeling their way into the game, started finding a few gaps in the Senegalese defence. They put a couple of crosses in from the left that, you know, a few players, you know, maybe should have been a f- bit further forward for. But... Then they really did find the... They, they exposed Senegal, to be fair, you know. Um, Hendo's finish for the first goal was very, very good. You know, late arrived into the box. He really made a difference for England tonight, I really thought. And then, you know, the, the, the next two goals were, um, were really good finishes, you know. And fair play to England. They, they, they exposed Senegal, like I said. They took the most of the chances, but... Pickford, to be fair, did get England out of a pickle in the first, I don't know, when it was the first oh, 20 minutes or so. Oh, it was such That's a good it. save. Instinctively, you know, flicked the hand up, you know, saved it and all the rest of it. At that point, Maguire and Stones were looking a little bit dodgy, I have leaden to say. Leaden-footed. A little bit leaden-footed, it's absolutely right to say. But fair place to England, they did a job and they entered the next round very, very safely. Uh, what I would probably say is that maybe tactically... There should have been a little bit more kind of introduction of other players into the in, in, into the field of play. You know, give people a little bit of run around at three 0 You want to like you know rest your best players, keep them fresh for so Harry the Kane, big France. Basically, Harry, Harry, Harry Kane was the yeah, one yeah. that you would. I'm saying, let's just say it as it is. You're, okay. you're a little bit perturbed because there's been a lot of talk. When I was in Qatar last week, we thought Harry Kane was injured. Right now, we're thinking that if he's playing him all this this match. He obviously isn't injured, or he doesn't. He thinks he can ride through that injury. Yeah, there must be some sort, some sort of deal going on where you know Harry Kane wants to score as many goals as possible in this tournament, and Gareth Southgate said, "Yeah, okay, Harry, okay," and is not you know doing the tactical thing like he did with you know not starting Rashford, who you know arguably may have scored a couple of goals tonight if he'd started you know from moment you know minute zero but there's um, a reason why Rashford didn't play because he had to well there's not a reason why Rashford didn't play but you know well we know the reason why Rashford didn't play because he um, he wanted to switch it up a bit didn't he which is fair enough as well you know keep your opposition guessing all the time but you know yeah the likes of Kane could have done with maybe a bit of a rest especially if he's carrying a knock um, you know, it was good for Kane to obviously get a goal tonight. Yes. Um, absolutely brilliant. Absolutely brilliant for him. Really, really pleased for him. But, um, you know, otherwise, it was the chance to bring the likes of Callum on and, you know, give him some minutes and give him some confidence and build him up just in case, you know, Harry Kane gets injured before or during the next match against France. Who are you going to bring on in, in his place? You know what I mean? Yeah. And, 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 and just looking at the side that we had today as well today, I mean, we're talking about um, changing things up. We're talking about... Um, sorry, because we've got, like, different situations and we've got, like, a player who is very important to us. I mean, obviously, we've already had one player go home. Um, you know, he's gone home because yeah. he's had uh, a personal 
issue. Yes. And then we've got a second personal issue as well with Sterling. He's yeah, gone home as well, yeah. which has obviously taken everyone by surprise. But this could be... Uh, I mean, the word is that Sterling is at a good home because he's, his home got robbed by some armed robbers with his family in the house. He's going to go home to sort the situation out. And if he believes that everything is okay, he's going to join, rejoin the England camp. Now, first, obviously, it's family first. So there's no guarantee that Sterling's going to come back. This potentially could be a big blow to England, isn't it? It could be, yeah. Sterling has been a real good tournament player for England since, I guess, 2014, as the earliest I remember it. So he's a real blow. Even if he's not starting, he's a real good squad player, experienced player, knows his way around, had a great Euros um, recently. So if he's not there, that's a big blow for England. So really, really hope that the situation gets sorted out, that everyone's okay, obviously, back home and he can get his arse back out there. Talking about getting the arse back out there, if he gets it back out there, it's going to be against France. We saw France today, and France picked apart the, 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 the poles. And uh, three goals they scored today, and Bappe was, uh, was on fire, as they say. Um, your defence is terrified. Um, but then there's an argument to say that the, the poles' defence was obviously terrified to actually do any pressing or anything. On the, on the French people today. You know what I'm saying? So we're, we're looking at France now. I, again, I'm going to touch wood here, big time, because I like to touch the old wood. France in Russia, I thought, were a wicked side. And France now, to me, aren't the same side that they were then. And I think they are, and it's been shown, because obviously they've got beaten, in, they've already been beaten in this tournament. They, they are beatable. Yeah. What do you think, England coming against France? As you say, France are vulnerable. Um, there's a certain way of playing against them to nullify them. You know, albeit in the match we're talking about that they lost. You know, they didn't necessarily have their strongest team out. However, there until, is a, until they brought them on, the, brought them on later on, and they did. To be fair, they did. So there is a way of playing against. You know, a really, really good player like Mbappe. And I'm sure it'll be covered in all the analysis in the week. I'm sure we're all sick of it, you know, in the, in the lead-ups to this game. But the way of playing against a player like Mbappe is someone gets really tight to him, someone like Walker, for example, and someone, you know, covers in behind. So you basically have to double up on him. Um, it's the only way. Uh, you've got to try and, like, literally kick him out of the game a little bit. Other than him... You have to say that, you know, France don't have that much, I have to say. I'm not they've, they've that got impressed. players that can do stuff, yeah, but yeah. they're but a little bit... But in the Premier League, our players, England, are used to playing against those kind of players and know how to play against them. And the system that France have got, they've not been that convincing all the way through the tournament, I have to say. So there are ways of working France out. There are ways of playing against them. The thing is, you know, you've got to find a balance between going defensive against France and trying to nullify the likes of Mbappe and making sure you actually go for, you know, trying to nick a goal, trying to, like, you know, go on the attack, go on the offensive. Um, France are vulnerable, so I really hope that England do go for it. All in all, very, very positive vibes coming from the England camp. As Mark said, England are possibly the highest goal scorers. I say possibly because I haven't done the maths yet because literally I've been jumping on and off buses and trains and I haven't actually done that as yet. But I think they're the highest goal scorers even after the matches last night in the competition. They've only conceded in one match and that was against Iran. <clears throat> They've only conceded in one match and that was against Iran and they're not relying on one person finding the back of the net with plenty of players knowing exactly where the back of the net is. Listen, 
big game coming up. We've got France coming up. Um, I'm going to be back in Qatar. I'm going via. I'm going via Larnica, and then I'm going to Beirut, and then I'm going to be back in Qatar at about four o'clock in the morning. I'm going to meet up with my chums. More people have turned up as well. Apparently, Obi's there as well. I think uh, I think Geordie John's on his way out there as well. Like you know, what I'm saying so. There's a few of the old posse that are there in Russia. If you've actually checked any of the old podcasts and videos as well, they're all going to be out there, which is all good. So I'm looking forward to hooking up with them, having a few days chill before we get into the big game. Don't forget to subscribe on all good podcast channels, and also don't forget to buy us a beer. Be sorted dot com forward slash beer if you like what we do as well don't forget to write us a lovely review as well on itunes and any of the other podcast places where you can write reviews but my name is billy grant i'm about to get on this flight back to qatar thanks for listening everybody and i will catch up with you hopefully very very soon Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. 
This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.